Since the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic, global health systems have been challenged like never before. As time and resources were directed towards responding to the virus, it was the dedication of healthcare workers that kept services running. Amongst the uncertainty, our hardworking Queensland clinicians have continued their pursuit of excellence, innovating and adapting the way they work to ensure consumers always receive the best care possible. To them, the pandemic was an opportunity to learn and grow and to ensure healthcare delivery continues to evolve to the ever-changing landscape. Because if we've learned anything from the last two years, it is that things will always change and our clinicians will always rise to the occasion. The sheer size and distribution of our population will always remain a challenge for the Queensland healthcare system. But with dedication, creative thinking and the integration of new technologies, our clinicians remain at the top of their game and guarantee equitable healthcare, regardless of whether you're in the outback or on the doorstep of our biggest metro hospitals. I'll start with some background. For those of you who may not be aware, the way that burn services are delivered throughout Australia and New Zealand is that there's a designated burn service per state. And so for Queensland, the Royal Brisbane and Women's Hospital is that designated quaternary burn service for all adult patients. What that means is that if any adult who sustains a burn injury from throughout Queensland, northern New South Wales, parts of the Northern Territory, the Pacific Islands and Papua New Guinea, they're all transferred to the Royal Brisbane and Women's Hospital for their acute burns care. We know that over 80% of those patients who are treated acutely at the Royal Brisbane and Women's Hospital burn centre, they actually reside outside of the Metro North catchment. And these patients are required to attend follow-up appointments at the Royal Brisbane and Women's Hospital for approximately two years following their injury, often even longer. So this burns outpatient clinic at the RBWH provides around 3,500 service occasions per year. Occupational therapy and physiotherapy play an integral role in all parts of these burns patients' rehabilitation journey. And patients and their families are currently financially and socially disadvantaged by this current model of care due to the often extended periods of time away from work and their family and their social supports to attend these clinics. The travel also comes at a significant financial cost to the local HHSs through the Patient Travel Subsidy Scheme, which subsidises these patients' travel costs and accommodation to attend these appointments. In one financial year alone, the travel costs through the PTSS to attend these appointments for the Burns patients was over $400,000. We also know that upwards of 35% of these patients are actually discharged due to non-attendance at their clinic appointments. And this is often prior to clinically recommended timeframes. Now this can have significant consequences for these patients and often results in future healthcare utilisation. For example, if they develop some burn scar contractures as a result of not receiving this early rehabilitation with OT and physio, they often require ongoing surgical releases throughout the duration of their lives. So with the aim to mitigate many of these barriers, we introduced the RBWH Allied Health Teleburn Service in April 2019 with the aim to provide occupational therapy and physiotherapy services via telehealth. Now, there's strong evidence for telehealth as a service delivery model. 
Within the paediatric burns population, there has already been services developed at both the Queensland Children's Hospital and the Townsville University Hospital, and also in Western Australia, to mitigate many of these travel barriers and prevent some of this unnecessary travel. There's also been existing literature to demonstrate that telehealth is a safe alternative for burn care that resulted in no complications or unplanned hospital readmissions. And additionally, telehealth provides an opportunity to facilitate support and education to non-burn specialist regional clinicians. Telehealth has been established as an effective solution to prevent unnecessary patient travel for many other specialties provided at the Royal Brisbane and Women's Hospital including other allied health telehealth models that have been shown to provide cost savings to both the patient and the healthcare system. So this new Burns telehealth model of care aims to reduce the social and economic burden to patients and their families, whilst also reducing the patient travel subsidy costs that are borne by the local HHSs. Additionally, the opportunity to upskill regional allied health clinicians in the management of these Burns patients should support continuity of care for patients in their local area whilst ensuring ongoing sustainability of service delivery. The overall purpose of this study is to evaluate the implementation of the RBWH Allied Health Teleburn Service as an alternative method of service delivery to prevent patients having to travel to access equivalent in-person services. Through the Metro North and OSHI GradCert in Health Services Innovation, implementation science principles were utilised to establish and evaluate an alternative model of care to provide these appointments via telehealth, either directly into the patient's home or into a local healthcare facility. So to our methods. We used a mixed methods approach, which was embedded within the REAIM framework for all patients referred to the service between April 2019 and December 2020. The REAIM is a framework that's designed to guide and evaluate implementation of evidence-based interventions. The acronym stands for REACH, Effectiveness, Adoption, Implementation and Maintenance, which together determine public health impact. So for this study, the patient and service level data, except for the costing data, and the patient and clinician surveys will be described descriptively. The economic evaluation will consider multiple perspectives, the patient, the RBWH, the other participating HHSs, and the broader Australian healthcare system. For our patient demographics, we had 272 patients referred to the service from April 2019 to December 2020. The average age of patients referred was 40 years of age, and 69% were male. Of those 272 patients, 85% reside outside of the Metro North Health Service catchment living an average of 327 kilometres from the Royal Brisbane and Women's Hospital. Of those referred, 78% of these patients had been admitted to the RBWH for their acute burns management. And the referred patients came from all 15 Queensland Health HHSs. For our service activity, of the 318 referrals to the service, 623 appointments were attended by 201 unique patients. 72% of consults were directly into the patient's home, while 14 Queensland Health facilities across all 15 HHSs were involved in supporting inter-facility appointments. Importantly, there were no adverse events or clinical safety incidents, and the estimated patient travel distance saved was over 500,000 kilometres. Now to the REAIM framework. For REACH, what proportion of patients accessed care via the teleburn service? 
So this slide shows the monthly spread of the 318 referrals to the service during the period April 2019 to December 2020. We of course acknowledge the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic and you can see the significant spike around March 2020 when in-person outpatient clinics were temporarily closed. There were 272 patients referred to the service, noting that patients can be referred to just occupational therapy or just physiotherapy or to both OT and physio. And of the 318 new patient referrals, 245 new appointments were scheduled and 230 new appointments were attended, which is a 72% conversion rate from referral to attendance. Now I'll hand over to Perry to deliver the remainder of the presentation. Thanks, Amber. For the remainder of the evaluation, we looked at the other elements of the REAIM framework, and the next on that is effectiveness. Now, for the effectiveness, we looked at a couple of different aspects, and that one is effectiveness in terms of patient satisfaction and clinician satisfaction, as well as cost effectiveness. Um, so we had high levels of satisfaction with the Teleburn service reported by patients. 96% uh, of patients agreed or strongly agreed that the telehealth session met their needs. And 97% of patients strongly agreed or strongly agreed that they would be happy to have further appointments using the telehealth system. We also had some excellent patient feedback and the one that you can see here on the screen demonstrates that it really was a, a, a win for rural patients in terms of their access. The next aspect of effectiveness that we looked at was external clinicians, and these are clinicians from the uh, rural and remote facilities where they uh, had a patient attending and they were supporting. For this element, 97% of external clinicians agreed or strongly agree that they would be confident to assist in future telehealth appointments, and 97% of clinicians agreed or strongly agreed that they were satisfied that the RBWH's ability to set the appointment up and to organise the whole session worked very well for them. Again, we got some great feedback from these clinicians, both in terms of their advocating for the patient benefits uh, and as well as acknowledging the opportunity that it gave for their less experienced staff to gain skills in this area. And the third element of effectiveness that we looked at was the RBWH's clinicians' perspectives. And again, we had very high satisfaction rates reported with 97% agreeing or strongly agreeing that they were able to adequately assess and treat the patient during the session. And also, an, another 95% agreed or strongly agreed that they were at, adequately able to assess the scar in terms of its appearance, quality, and the patient's function during the telehealth session, which is very important because often that's a perceived barrier to doing telehealth when you have to do what is often thought to be hands-on only types of treatments. As I said before, the other element of effectiveness we looked at was cost. And to do this, we actually took a pragmatic approach and we looked at the economic evaluation of cost impacts. Now that was the costs incurred as well as the costs avoided, considering multiple perspectives, including the hospital, both the RBWH and the remote end, the health service overall, and the individual patient. So just in summary here, the delivery of the service cost an average of $466 per appointment. However, there was an estimated patient travel distance of over 500,000 kilometres avoided, equating to a cost saving of over $147,000 in subsidised travel expenses. Almost $75,000 in estimated patient out-of-pocket expenses were saved, and this translated to an average of over $1,000 in travel expenses avoided per patient. 
The next aspect of the REAIM framework that we looked at is adoption. Now, for adoption, we looked at how many Queensland health facilities were involved uh, and what proportion of those were represented across all of the HHSs. And pleasingly, we uh, delivered the service into 40 Queensland health facilities, and uh, that was representative of all 15 HHSs. The next, next aspect of the REAIM framework is implementation. And for implementation, we looked at whether the appointments had any technical issues, and the results were that 84% of appointments had no technical issues at all, and 6.8% of consults had major technical issues, which is actually representative and consistent with other telehealth models reported in the literature. And for the maintenance aspect of the REAIM framework, following the temporary spike that we saw in referrals and attendance with the Teleburn service, that was obviously due to the initial COVID-19 response in around April and May of last year. The referral rates uh, subsequently stabilised and the attendance rates also. And activity during this period has enabled us to um, secure recurrent funding for the service. So, pleasingly also, the remote healthcare facilities and clinicians continue to support the service, and the patients are also demonstrating ongoing willingness to receive their follow-up and care via telehealth. Okay, so in conclusion, the RBWH Teleburn service has been demonstrated to be successful in its implementation as an alternative pathway for individuals with burn injuries and able to access their care closer to home, resulting in recurrent funding for the service. So, using this implementation science approach, measured cost from various perspectives uh, that assisted the implementation success and its ability to be funded and sustained. The new model of care has improved patient ability to attend appointments and has saved the unnecessary costs and travel burden, also benefiting the health services through reduced patient travel subsidy costs and improved capability of local service providers. So these results may support the implementation of telehealth allied health services to be embedded in other geographical areas or other clinical areas also. And future directions for this research include expansion into the development and evaluation of the RBWH multidisciplinary teleburn service, which is a subject of Amber's PhD work. So we'd just like to acknowledge the people who uh, supported us throughout this journey, particularly the uh, funding that Metro North Health uh, was able to provide to the RBWH OT and physio departments. Uh, as well as the, those same departments across the state who supported the service at the remote ends. Uh, and a special acknowledgement to Sonia Sam, who is our RBWH health informatician who supported us. Thank you very much. As always, thank you for listening to our podcast and taking the time to learn about the wonderful work of Queensland's frontline clinicians. To continue the conversation, Head on over to Facebook and let us know of any pockets of excellence you think deserve to be showcased. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Clinical Excellence Queensland.